Hello and welcome to the Matt Belair podcast. As an explorer of the mind and world, author and coach, I have spent a lifetime learning how to push my limits and achieve my highest potential. My mission is to bring you the most inspiring, conscious, and empowering teachers, leaders, and thinkers on the planet. To bring you stories, lessons, and messages that will help you master your mind, body, and spirit. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. What's going on, Marvelous Podcast family? What a privilege and honor to be with you as always. I hope that wherever you are in the world, you're doing amazing, sending you a massive energetic hug through the airwaves. We have an absolutely fantastic episode of the show for you today. We have my friend, Megama Native American, David Lomber Senapass on, and we are talking about spirituality, the ancient copper scrolls, and contact with advanced civilizations. This is definitely a mind-blowing podcast, a mind-expanding podcast, so take it with a grain of salt. Um, keep an open mind and do your own research. Uh, David Lomber is a Mi'kmaq. I also know Clifford Mahudi, and I also went down to Guatemala to meet the Mayan uh, elder Carlos Barrios. And the interesting thing about all three of these gentlemen is they all have a 20,000-year history. They all speak about the star people or the star nations and they all speak about it in the very same way where it's not special to them. They say that they're here, that they've had contact, that they um, you know, were in communication and contact with these other civilizations and it's nothing special. It's like knowing puppy dogs or kittens exist. They don't kind of glorify it or blow it out of proportion or think it's a big deal and they didn't know each other. Clifford knows, Clifford and David know each other now but um, Carlos doesn't know them and they're saying the same thing so I may able to corroborate some of what they're saying uh, from different sources, which I find very interesting. So we discuss Valiant Thor, we talk about disclosure, we talk about the ancient copper scrolls, we talk about advanced civilizations, collective agreements, government treaties with extraterrestrials, and the Native American view on spirituality. This is a fantastic episode. I hope that you enjoy it. And if you want to support, you can share it. You can tag me on Instagram. Let me know. Take a screenshot. Share it there. Facebook, on Reddit, forums, anywhere and anyhow to get the word out. Leaving a review. Please take a moment if you haven't yet to leave a review on iTunes. It helps so much. It's going to take you five minutes, but please do it. It helps immensely. And you can also toss a buck on the in the bucket on Patreon. You go to uh, patreon.com forward slash Matt Belair. Or if you want to support David, you can go to patreon.com forward slash David L. Senapass. Also check out um, David. It's a project that I'm working with him to try and get some of this stuff out there, some of his designs, his art, and some of these uh, older pieces of art that are encoded information through there. Uh, you can see some very interesting drawing, drawings there, but some more are coming out. Check out facebook.com forward slash distant ancient echoes and also society six distant ancient echoes. You'll see some of David's designs, really interesting art, and hopefully soon some technology. He has said after the disclosure conference that he will be releasing some of the footage from his high altitude balloons 
on the podcast. So I am very excited to see that. I am looking forward to it. And uh, I hope that I see something amazing. I'm, I'm so, so curious what is on those balloons. And I'm, I'm really excited to see what he has there. So I know you're going to enjoy this episode. Um, I appreciate you guys listening. And uh, what else is going on? Oh, for those of you guys who are interested in coaching and you want some support learning about mindset, consciousness, peak performance, and all of the best tools that actually work and strategies used by elite performers, top entrepreneurs, and athletes, hit me up, matt at zenathlete.com, and I'll happily help you out. And if you have no idea what even your ultimate vision would be, I can help with that as well. It's actually a little bit easier than you think. And if you want some support crafting a heart-centered vision that you're super inspired to do and a plan to actually put it into action and live that reality, hit me up, matt at zenathlete.com. And if you want me to speak for your group, for your organization, or you want David to speak, anything like that, just make an inquiry on the website. Happy to get back to you and figure something out and get connected. We appreciate hearing from you very, very much. So thank you to all my patrons. Um, Thank you to everyone who supported. This episode is brought to you by the Zen Athlete Program. It may as well be Life Mastery. Go to zenathlete.com. Check out the book and the course. And it is really a Life Mastery Program. And you can use, rather than the sport, any goal that you have in mind. And it will show you how to create a worthy and empowering goal uh, designed by you. So check that out, zenathlete.com. And uh, that's about it. So thank you guys so much for joining me on this episode. Let's uh, come to a state of peace and coherence before we dive in. So wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath. And just let it out slowly, filling every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being with joy, peace, contentment, empowerment, connection, enthusiasm, and ready to take on this absolutely amazing episode with scientist, mathematician, and Megama elder, David Lombert Senapas. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Master Mind, Body, and Spirit Show. I am your host, Matt Belair. Today's guest needs no introduction. He is my friend, Native American of the Mi'kmaq people. Welcome back to the show, David Lombear Senapas. Ah, good evening, Matthew. It's good to see you again. You too. So yeah. great to talk to you again. How's that new baby? The baby is good. As we were saying before the show, she does a lot of crying and a lot of pooping and some sleeping, which is great. Um, but it's wonderful to have her in the house and in the world. That's funny. When, uh, when you're young, uh, you, you can get away with that. But when you get older, you go back into diapers and you do the same thing. So, <laughs> Yep, full circle. Full circle. So it's good to have you on the show. I've had a lot of the Dimensions of Disclosure people on. You're going to be speaking there as well. I know that you've been traveling intensely. We've been keeping in touch and you travel and work nonstop. It's pretty nuts how much you do. So uh, I'm not sure where you want to start tonight. Maybe some of the things you've been up to, but I'll kind of let you take it from here. Great. Uh, Thank you, Matthew. Uh, It's so good to be on your show again. (laughs) If I stop the cough, I've been talking a lot, so I'm, I'm kind of losing my voice. Uh, tonight, I just wanted to say hello to everyone, uh, kind of to share what we've been doing here and, um, and what, what we've been doing. Um, well, what we've been doing, we've, we've been sharing the star teachings, sharing the Copper Scrolls, um, looking uh, for the star people. Uh, we found a lot of you out there. Wow, it's, it's, it's incredible. Uh, all the messages that we get and all the uh, letters that we get, um, it, it's incredible. Um, 
when we first started this eight years ago, <laughs> and we thought we was only going to find a few star people. We found over a thousand already. So yeah, keep the messages coming. <laughs> we are not going to be answer all the messages. I apologize if we haven't got to your message yet. Uh, we wanted to put a full attention on these messages because I think it's a very important uh, that uh, we answer all the messages and uh, try to answer them as prompt as possible because we are looking for answers. Right? We are looking for um, the messages. Uh, they may not come through spirit sometimes. They may come through uh, the ether. They may come through the atmosphere. They may come through this media form. Uh, they may come through the wind. They may come, you know, it, it really depends. So we have to keep our ears open to all those messages out there. Uh, and most of the message is not clear. Some, some has to be deciphered, and so some has to be, uh, get a, enough attention to see if it's a valid message. So keep those messages coming. Um, as, as you, uh, Matthew, uh, said that we are going to the disclosure this weekend in California. We're leaving tomorrow morning for that um, event. And it seems like there's going to be a lot of people. There's a lot of um, excitement around that. So I'm going to, to be uh, speaking and doing a couple of workshops there. And part of what, what we've been doing on the workshops, of course, um, if, if you've been in any of the workshops that we've done, <coughs> we are looking uh, for uh, answers ourselves. I mean, we don't have all the answers. Uh, a lot of the things that we've been doing is that the Cockroach Crows tells us how to set up uh, these, um, I guess, the spiritual antennas uh, for the people and, uh, and to uh, work those antennas to uh, feed in information and get information out there. Um, if you don't know how that's done, uh, there's a couple of places online that you can look and see how that's done. Uh, it has to be done uh, efficiently. It has to be done right. And so that's sometimes it's, um, it's uh, very hard to, um, uh, to explain to people because they, uh, most people have their own ways of uh, talking to spirit. And uh, I'm not saying that none of that's not true, but uh, uh, the copper scrolls are very specific on how to do this and how to uh, activate it and how to get information through that. So uh, there's um, probably tens of uh, thousands of other ways of doing it, but the copper scrolls are very specific how to do this. So um, uh, we're looking for all the information from numbers to, um, uh, to, um, uh, different events are happening in the world. So, and that's kind of what I'm up to there. And if you have any questions too, Matthew, please jump in. I, you know, I'm, I am not going to hold out this evening with my voice, as you can tell. I got to save something for this weekend. Oh, I was unmuted. I always have a hundred million questions for you and usually we'll chat and we'll have you on the show and then I'll interview a bunch of people and then I'm curious your thoughts about it because you have a different history and a uh, different understanding and you had different teachers. So, you know, when you go to school in Canada or the U.S. or wherever it is, you're going to get taught a different history. So growing up a traditional Native American being taught by elders, your history and your books are Number one, longer. You say it's 20,000 year and even further than that. And two, completely uncommon to the white man or the European person or whatever. They wouldn't have the same history. So I'm always curious your thoughts. Um, I recently interviewed Laura Eisenhower and she was saying some of the things that I've heard you say before. So my first question, I guess, would be something I'm personally curious about was, was Valiant Thor a real ET individual in the White House, or is that something that is untrue? <laughs> what I know of it, now I'm only just going to give you my opinion, 
and what I uncovered. So uh, uh, if you've read the Eisenhower, Eisenhower documents and you look in there and uh, there's a, a description of a person in there that I'm gonna throw out the same name. Um, but what I know of it, that a lot of that was um, taken apart and placed back together. And over the period of about 40 years, that, that, that story has changed considerably. <laughs> um, what I have for records and documents on some of the native um, events and some of the treaties that were made with the off-worlders, I guess we would call them. I don't know if you would call them ETs or or um, I don't know, aliens or anything else. Um, back then, uh, that the, the governments uh, were more receptive to the natives because they didn't know what it was, uh, um, because they see the lights in the deserts, lights in the north. Um, um, they, uh, even before we had aircraft, there's documentations to all the governments that there were um, something here, um, things flying in our skies. So the most that I know that the Native Americans in the Northeast had that information is um, uh, some was written, uh, of course, um, on uh, uh, different uh, texts and books. There's a couple of books out there written about the, the uh, uh, literally the Northern Lights moving. Um, a lot of the uh, Northern tribes, uh, Inuit, uh, a couple of the tribes up there, that, that was accepted in their traditions and um, before Eisenhower, there was a commission um, made uh, to explore what these uh, things were. So um, a lot of the information, uh, some I can bear, I go to the Library of Congress quite a lot. <laughs> some of the documents is, um, I guess they, they um, take the marker and black them out, what, what the top secret is. <laughs> and a lot of them that, uh, a lot of these, um, off wilders uh, uh, intermixed with the tribes up there. And uh, the governments uh, were concerned about that because um, if these tribes got a hold of some of this other technology, there would be a threat to the power to be. So I'm only telling you um, from a writing, from a writing, from a writing. Um, Joe Nobear wrote a lot about this, that he was one of the teachers back uh, before Eisenhower. And he used to uh, go to different reserves and different um, uh, places where natives were, and he was uh, teaching um, not the gospel, but, but the star teachings, uh, that we were uh, individuals from another world, and that we had um, uh, uh, traveled here to help. But along the way that we've forgotten uh, our memories, we've forgotten the way home, we've forgotten uh, some of the things that we have taught. Uh, a lot of it uh, that now that you can, can see, you know, people re reacting the DNA and stuff like that. I would say some of that is true, but that back in the Eisenhower, uh, with my where my grandfather was um, in that in that era, that some of the stories that I hear is that that, that some of the treaties that were made uh, through um, the governments, uh, Canadian government, one of them, one of them is Russia, the other one is uh, Poland. Uh, Germany, uh, there's about nine different other ones that made treaties with their people on their land saying, you share the information uh, and we'll give you this uh, or give you that. And a lot of that wasn't honored. Um, in, in our traditions, uh, 
Uh, we talk about our children being taken away to uh, schools and things like that. So, it's, like I said, take this with a grain of salt. I, I don't have all the complete documentations of uh, the boarding schools and why that happened. You know, the boarding schools also happened in the United States and in, in, in um, Germany. <coughs> Hold on, everybody. I wish that I had a good story to fill the air, but I do not. Um, but one of the things I'm curious about, I remember David talking about uh, the school systems and oh hey right. back I was gonna just fill I was gonna start talking about Brian Francis in the podcast that we had and he was informing us on just the school systems and and how that happened and 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 it was a lot it's he's done a documentary on it and I, I wish it's like I kept telling him to put it on YouTube for public access but it's really informative and in our private conversations it was pretty intense uh, what the school systems were and how they went about it so. I'll let yeah. you continue here, but it's awful. It's just absolutely horrendous. Yeah, it's a tragedy, uh, and we're still feeling the effects of it now. Um, that we are very proud people, um, but if you take part, if you take our children away, our children is our heart of our universe. Uh, um, without our children, we can't function as star people because. You have to have a core, and you have to have other core, and you have to have orbit. You have to have all these other things, and right now that that knocked as a um, as a people that knocked us off our spirituality. Um, a lot, lot that was put into our children. Uh, some of the other beliefs out there in the world, and they and they infected the other tribes with that belief. So the true teachings of the natives, some of that was lost. Uh, to um, the, uh, uh, the Christian influence with the natives, um, uh, especially with the star people and the off wilders, is that uh, some of these uh, children are, he are in our midst right now with a wealth of knowledge that was given by the star people uh, to our children back then to bring here. So I've talked to a lot of people about the, my, my um, mother and father are, uh, were in, my uncles were in the, in the schools too, and um, what I was told by one of my elders, and I won't mention that elder, that they were uh, the reason why the boarding schools, and there's a hundred reasons why they did that, is that they were looking for knowledge to the the children. Some of the children were interrogated uh, something awful to find out who these. Uh, off-worlders were, and uh, why were they teaching the natives? You know, this is not all of it, but it's part of it, is that we, we talk about um, spiritual freedom. Uh, we don't have spiritual freedom right now. Um, when something is um, uh, lodged into our spiritual system, and, and we, we detect that as real, you know, then it's hard to um, uh, understand where we come from sometimes. Uh, that we, you know, the, the Native Americans are, are the most happiest, uh, the most ones I've ever, that I'm, I'm around, that we are around, and we laugh, we joke, we, we have, we, we celebrate the stars, not the movie stars, but the stars above us. But uh, traveling through uh, different reserves the last couple of years, that 
we've lost a lot of, of this knowledge and we're replacing this knowledge with uh, with um, this you know uh, this is ruining our children right now probably your children too not yet anyway i hope but uh, that knowledge is being replaced with something else and right now like all, all the different things that's out there that we we talk about um uh, what our history is, 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 it's a blank page. And in that blank page that we have, you know, it, it, it goes away really quick. And and that ha that's happening today. Uh, you know, that we, we dance, uh, we, um, we celebrate, well, but we're kind of stuck in that way that what is the next step to uh, understanding what the creator's knowledge has given us? How do we um, uh, find it, you know? Uh, there's a lot of people out there that uh, I talk to that uh, they think they have the knowledge. I'm not. I'm not doubting that uh, because I I don't know myself, but I know um, in the Copper Scrolls it mentions the the uh, the tragedies that will happen to the Star people on this earth to take to take some of that knowledge and to lose that knowledge. So as spiritual beings, not brown, not brown, green, black, whatever else, that we a spiritual color has no color is to uh, be able to um, give this to the world uh, without any prejudice and without any judgment. But right now that we have so much judgment in the world, even with uh, different, different groups that's out there, that we, we, uh, uh, we don't even know that what judgment is. is that, oh, there's a lot of people uh, tell me, oh, Dave, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, this, is, this is stupid and this is how it should be. You, you should put drumming in there. You should put uh, smudging. You should put all this. That's fine. That's fine if it works for everyone. That would be fine. But the Copper Scrolls uh, comes from a civilization that was at least over 7 million strong. And they survived over 35 million years in that content. That there was no wars. There was no uh, strife like there is. That, uh, and then we, we, we actually got along. And, you know, right today is that, you know, where I go to speak and things like that, usually that I'm not the feature speaker because, uh, yeah, I'm making some noise, all right, but I'm not making enough noise. You know, now people know my name, so yeah, I come and speak, but uh, they, cl they uh, close off the uh, listening. Um, I, I would say that the star teachings gives us a, an actual manual how to get along, but our ears are so clogged up, but we're not going to listen to that uh, because um, remember spirituality in our civilization right now is new. Uh, it's the last 83 years that we just uh, just be able to uh, exercise our freedom and spirit somewhat. But again, we get into uh, the next step or the next uh, box and we stay there. You said, oh, great, uh, we'll channel, you know, we, we do some channeling, and we, we'll channel Geronimo, um, we'll channel um, uh, President, we, you know, that is great if that really works, um, that we can actually get information to help our civilization and communities, um, but all the ones I've ever seen, excuse me, that um, some of it's pretty impressive stuff, but they don't really give you factual information how to build something or uh, an actual name or an actual uh, thing that you can actually take and take with you. 
my apologies. I, I don't mean to discredit that. But again, we are looking again for the real information that's really coming through. And we'll pull in all kinds of different directions on this because a lot of places that I spoke of, of course, that uh, people come up to me and says, you know, uh, you don't believe in ESP, uh, you don't believe in this, and you know, how can you be spiritual? Well, uh, isn't it isn't it supposed to be our belief, how we perceive things? And the same with uh, anybody else that's, you know, I get the people that, the psychics mad at me, and they don't have to, please don't be mad at me. I'm not saying you're not real. I'm not asking you to prove anything. I'm after, what I'm asking for is information. If you can bring that information forward in a, in a, in a set way that will help our community, that, that's wonderful. That's great. Uh, you, you, then you prove me wrong. That's great. I'm not, I'm not trying to prove anything. Um, a lot of the questions I get that, how can I affect my life? Uh, how can I make my life different? There's a couple ways of doing it, um, and it's pretty clear. Uh, change your direction. Uh, change the way home. Uh, yeah, you know, don't take the same path. That means a lot of different things. You know, that means, oh, well, I'm not going to take the same path home every day. Yes, that's, that, that's one way of doing it, too. But think um, a lot of people that's in distress. Uh, they said, well, uh, I'm being punished. Oh, this is awful. This is because of this effect of bad energy and everything else. Possibly, that's very possibly. But um, in order to walk through a door, you got to know what the door is first, and that door is going to be open and unlocked to get through, and you have to make the effort to go through that door. And um, circumstance has somewhat to do with it. That door is not going to hit you in the face uh, by sitting there. Uh, you're going to have to do something to change your life um, in a positive, uh, uh, spiritual way. And... What I know and what the voices I hear and whatever those voices are, they tell me that the creator's voice, you know, people say, well, you should talk in your language. Great. That's, you can, should talk in your own language. That's, uh, but you don't need to learn a new language to do that. And most people are doing that. Okay, I'm going to learn to make up my language and pray in your language. Great. That's good. But the creator invented all the languages out there, he, you know, I'm, uh, you know, it, it, we had rain here today, and we really had really heavy rain. And uh, I took time out of my day to go stand in the rain and pray. And what I, what I just said is that, Creator, thank you for this rain. Thank you for this energy to stay. Uh, thank you for all the trials and tribulations that I've went through that I perpetrated, not you. Um, the Creator never punishes. Creator always prepares. As a scientist, you know, that's a, to me, that sounds kind of hokey because I'm supposed to believe negative and positive. I'm supposed to believe in gravity, uh, the greater uh, energies and things like that. But if you are a spiritual, acceptance, a part of that acceptance of your surroundings, what you do, you did not have the internet. I am advertising A&W today. <laughs> we are in Canada. 
<laughs> the official sponsor of David Lone Bear Centerfest. <laughs> uh, we were in Canada a couple of weeks ago, and uh, it was a very hot day, and uh, we just got done teaching, and, and sometimes I, you know, I'm not the most healthiest person in the world, and I remember A&W when I was younger, and they make the great burger there, and uh, they make the A&W uh, root, root beer, and uh, they used to have appetizer A&W root beer, and, and I had a nice cold, and they gave me the glass, so. <laughs> yeah nice uh, so part of um understanding that we proved that up quite a lot and and again people get upset with me and and that's like that's fine you get upset but don't let that stop you i am not the guru of the star teachings believe me i'm just a mechanic uh, i am not the hierarchy here uh, people don't come to me and say oh we should do this this was handed over to the community. All I'm all I am to do is uh, sometimes just a loudspeaker, and um, and and uh, people um, uh, misperceive that in a way that oh yeah you're the, I'm not. Eventually, the star teachings will be um, uh, be coming on here with other teachers that that uh, are out there teaching, and they're going to share their view. This is what this is about. This is not about one person. And I think I get kind of upset with that because I hear that quite a lot on the machine, people saying that what this is. And people leave the star teaching because they think I'm ruling the whole thing. You think about it. If people listen to me, we would have 7 million likes right now. And people don't listen. They say, well, I thought I heard that, but then they go do something else. And they're not really listening to the instructions <laughs> because it's too easy. I'm one of these people that go to Walmart and, and, and uh, get a desk, and it takes me six hours to put it together because I'm following the instructions. And they give you all these little different things. Okay, put A into B and turn this way, and like six hours later, I have a desk. So. Oh, man. Well, you, you said a great deal there. Um, there's a lot of stuff that I'd love to touch on and a lot of things that I always want to ask. Um, one of the things I think is important to address is when you were talking about the residential school systems and what's happening on our planet, I remember the quote, I'm pretty sure it's by Aristotle, and it says, uh, give me the child until he is seven and I'll show you the man. And the other thing in a culture, if you want to destroy a culture, uh, take their children so then the knowledge can't be passed down and then take their language. And I, as I understand it, a lot of the Native American languages are dying and they're on their last legs and i feel like that is super terrible um there's and and there's a lot that i'm interested in when i was talking to laura and i laura eisenhower you know these agreements with the with these off-worlders i've heard and and don't know if it's true or not but the native people had problems with abductions and people going missing and some people have commented on my uh podcast and in and, and email they say it's because you're rh negative blood i'm pretty sure you don't believe that idea but um I, you know i and then whenever i interview i i just want you to talk about what you want to talk about because i have my personal preferences and in, in, in watching you speak and interviewing you so many times it, I want it to be the most useful for what you want to share because your knowledge is so vast. So what is it that you want to share with people? What do you, what do you feel like um, they should know about your culture and about spirituality and about anything else that you're doing? Well, I want to 
even address the native people right now, that if you have 1%, any percent of native blood in you, that you are native. Um, I know sometimes I have a problem with that because like blood quantum and things like that. But as, a, as me being 100% native, that um, it took me 26 years to be proud that, that I'm a native, that it took me that long because I was spit upon, uh, that my schooling wasn't so great, um, that uh, people didn't uh, relate with me, uh, that I wasn't a social person. Um, but uh, I was raised traditional. I'm a story, I was raised as a storyteller and a basket maker, but I still I don't understand your language. And I'm, I'm sure that there's other people that the same way is that the, the native culture is so rich in spirit um, that, that we are, are so connected through the blood, through the earth and the universe, that there's too many of us out there that don't understand this. And we're synced that we're the only ones out there. But remember, we are secluded in different star systems uh, in this universe. So some of the star systems are so secluded outside of these systems that we feel like we're the only ones. You know, I was thinking about this when I was speaking uh, because I, I work with children quite a lot and, um, and a lot of the suicide prevention and things like that. But to, to, to tell a child, to tell a, a young individual even or adult, they are a star in the system. You are not alone. And that's, that's the harder thing to tell because we keep on thinking we're, we're this, we're alone. And all the vastness of knowledge that's inside of that, that, that we are here. And that system, that star system, that we're out there in the universe, but not communicating. But we see that there's other communications out there with other beings. And if we bring up the communications in spirit and, and bring, unite them, no matter where you are in this world, that we are thousands of us out there in, in, in the universe, all different colors, all different languages. This is what the, the, the star teachings are about, is that language together. And if the, we, we go together, I, I guess you, you, you really look at it, that we are that star, all the different individuals out there. Look how bright that is. Look how what we think we are. Together, we are of light. That's a quote from the, <coughs> the uh, Copper Scrolls. But uh, being out there in this world now uh, was as, you know, uh, that I, I was taken from my family at a very early age too and brought into a Christian home and my hair cut and, um, and uh, my language taken away from me. And I was literally beaten uh, out of uh, being Native. And I was in two homes, uh, both Christian homes. Uh, but I don't hold anybody accountable for that. I, I don't blame the world uh, for that. I, I don't blame my life uh, because where my life is, where my circumstance of that. Uh, at an early age, I knew that this world wasn't all uh, daisies and flowers and, and unicorns. I knew that uh, my grandfather said, you had to survive in your own element. 
And we keep on thinking that, okay, surviving the only, that's being out in the woods, uh, uh, surviving that way. No, that's where you are right now, your element. Uh, if you are on a reserve, if you're uh, in the community, find out who your elders are. Find out who you are there. What star are you? Where you come from? Um, you know, that you are the, the greatest light in this universe, but you don't see it because oh, you're looking at shadows. Um, as, as, a, as a as scientist, is that shadows are no different than light. Same energy. People don't realize that. Darkness is energy, but not the darkness what you think it is, though. Because when people think of darkness, they think of evil, all that's dark. That's the way that we explain things. In the spirit world, there, without the shadows, it's really hard to define who you are. You can be the brightest light in the world, but if you don't see it, you're going to cast your own shadow. I think that's the hardest part of understanding that. So. Oh, well, okay. Well, you know, I'm actually reminded of our first interview ever. It's like episode 53, if people want to uh, check that out. And I'm pretty sure at one point I kind of shared with you what I thought was going on because I have no idea what's going on, what's going on. And uh, I've been <laughs> learning from you for a couple of years now, and I've had almost 300 episodes with various guests trying to figure out what the flying F and every other swear word is happening on this planet. So I'm going to try it again and I'm going to have you chip in with whatever you want to share. But as I kind of understand it now, we're on, on earth and there's other civilizations that exist and have been interacting with humans. Some of them are good. Some of them are bad. Um, ancient civilizations. I don't know where they came from. Could be ETs, could be us. I don't really know. On this planet, I've always been curious about why we have war. I don't understand that. We have people starving to death. That's crappy. Um, in studying personal development, and spirituality, it does seem like we can influence our reality and create harmony within our lives and our communities through different mindset and practices. So it does seem like there are things suppressing us here. My question to you is, of everything that I've just said, can you summarize in your view what the heck is happening on the planet? What is the purpose of being human and how can we flourish as individuals and communities? And freedom. Well, so what's stopping us is the, our own energy. Yeah? This is, um, people categorize this as, oh, there's a dark entity out there and it's stopping us from doing this and that. If you see a mountain, um, I'll use you. If you see a mountain, what's stopping you from climbing that mountain? An evil entity? Um, maybe uh, a dark force? Um, maybe... Um, there's um, reptilians around that mountain that doesn't make you go up there. Uh, maybe a Sasquatch. Uh, maybe uh, it's portals all around that mountain. What's, I'm, I'm, I'm directing that question to everybody. What stopped me from climbing that mountain? And well, a lot of it's your time, of course, ego. Um, you're not going to climb every mountain that you see. Uh, you've climbed mountains before. Maybe you haven't. The experience of uh, traveling to that mountain, uh, it's a, it will be a spiritual experience because you, God would be mentioned somewhere going there, climbing that mountain. And so uh, it's, it's like that. Uh, but we use the uh, category of, uh, oh, my goodness, uh, why are there wars and everything? 
narrow that down. Now, I've, done, I've done the math on this. Uh, I narrow that down. Why are there wars in the beginning? Uh, if, you, if, you, if you served in the military, why did you go? Uh, what was the reason that you went? Was it an evil entity? Because in war, you're going to have to kill somebody. Uh, maybe you're going to kill something uh, from a, a, a bomber. You're going to drop a bomb and it's going to put massive destructions on the ground. It's going to tear people apart, blow people apart. But you're up there um, making reasoning of it. Uh, I'm doing this because of communism. I'm doing this because uh, we don't want evil entities. You, know, you realize every war that was ever fought was never fought about an evil entity, even Hitler. Uh, when the wars first started out, uh, we kind of supported Hitler in a way. And, that was, and to us, that wasn't an evil entity. That was just another guy trying to um, uh, make his uh, world different. I'm not saying for the good. But we keep on blaming different individuals for, for what's going on when it's, again, I talk about communities. Uh, when a small community goes to war, it goes uh, because... It's trying to save that community in some way of uh, hoarders or, or somebody's going to uh, kill them. How did, how did that change over the period of years? Of, uh, who, who controls our wars for us? You know? uh, the, the, would you go to war right now? Um, what would make you kill another human being? Um, some people have no problem with it. Um, but, but again, it's that, that reasoning that we uh, put in front of us to um, make it um, a reason why we should. And that's the hard part because we have a lot of vets out there that uh, went to war and they uh, lost friends and things like that. And I'm very sorry about that. I'm very sorry about that. But, you know, uh, as individuals, well, I've heard thousands of people talk about, oh, the war is this. Now we, we uh, hold all hands and no guns. Uh, uh, we have no wars possibility but uh, the mainstream um, out there that don't want wars um, a lot of the spiritual groups that I talk to and things like that and say well we should end war but we're not including all the community communities of that a lot of the places that um, I speak I don't see family very much I don't see um, uh, mother and father or, or a couple and children in into the communities and my apologies again, I don't mean to insult people, but I'm, I'm seeing what Spirit asked me to look at. So I usually see people come into my lectures. Uh, they come in uh, with a bag, and that bag usually says what are the event on it, and they're picking up um, uh, uh, papers and uh, buying little tokens and stuff like that, sampling all the different spiritual things that's out there. That's kind of what we're doing with the war thing, is that, we hate it, of course, but who chooses that for us? We've given that away a long time ago. And, um, and we're trying to get spirituality back. We're trying to get the truth back. We're even trying to get our economy back. We've gave that away when we started the, the, the federal bank. You know, we, you know, if you do the research on that, you know, I think there was 12 guys that made up our uh, income history. Yeah, that they just start making dollars up uh, because to to uh, get us in debt, so we um, will get away from part of the, what spirit is. You realize if you take income away, spirit will come in automatically because then we start to pray again. Right now we we pray 
Um, I get this question a lot. David, how do you pray? There's 1,300, there's 1,300, 1,300 prayers in the Copper Scrolls, but I would not mention one of them because we're stuck on that. Because if I mention one prayer, they're going to stick with that and going to over and over and over again. That's what we're stuck in now. <coughs> Organized prayers, like, yes, but is this what you want? Is it what the community wants? And we do it over and over and think it's going to help. Best thing to do is come up with your own prayer. And keep it to yourself. Keep it with you and the creator. You don't have to have a thousand people talking about one prayer. You, the best way to do that, I tell people, is that if you get in the, in the bunch, make noise. Make a joyful noise. Um, get some pots and pans. Bang them together. Not organize. Don't organize any of this stuff. Let it come randomly through spirit. And, and this is what the, we're talking about. It's like, all right, how many wars have we had? Right now, there's seven wars going on in the world right now. Uh, two ended uh, a couple weeks ago and a couple more started. Think about where that's come from. Um, is it an evil entity? No, it's us. It's us doing it. We don't even know it. You know, it's like driving that car that when you first drive, I talked about again, you're correcting your mistakes. We don't even know that we're participating in it. You know, when, when we pick up the dollar, we're, we're participating in it because we have to eat too. We have to drive cars. We have to put gas in there. But it's like, I, I see a lot of remedies to it, but nobody exactly taking that step forward to do that. And it's, it's possible to end war in the next seven years. But we do not want to do that. The, the main community, mainstream, does not want to do that. And we blame it, of course, on the people that have the money and stuff like that. But uh, as a... Um, uh, if we look at that power and say, yeah, they have money and they control part of the world, but we control ourselves and communities. And we're the most powerful energies and spiritual people here. If we are believing in spirit and talking through spirit, we should be able to change that within seven years. There's a lot more there. Hmm. Okay. Well, you know, I, I, in, again, hanging out with you and watching you speak and understanding a little bit, only a little bit about your culture and your background. Um, I, you know, and Clifford Mahuti as well. I just kind of see, you know, with the T's and, and being in circle and being in community, that's always been your, your strong focus and strong message in creating community and the importance of everybody's voice and togetherness. Now being in the world that I grew up in and observing the world as I see it, you're growing up in a family, like, you know, even with what happened with the native communities and is happening in Africa and all over the place where we have these conquerors come in and then they give you a religion, whether it's Catholic or Christian or whatever. Um, you know, Bio Akamalafe was on my podcast as a PhD from Africa talking about, you know, these people coming in and getting them to speak like a, a British English, like they, that's how they wanted them to speak, taking away his culture. And so if you're an individual and just looking at this, you have to go against like, your family and your religion and your beliefs and all of these things. And then you look online for how to live your life and become a part of community or, or something like that. And that's a challenge to leave those things. And how would an individual even begin to move in that direction? Because 
when I see people in churches and in communities and in religions, I understand from the research of the religion where they come from and some of the stuff that I don't agree with. However, being in a strong community of faith to a higher power and having that massive community working together, that's what they love. That's what they want. They want community. They want friends and family. They want activities. They want to be together. And if this new idea isn't formed yet, how does an individual seeking begin to find a community like that, begin to come together because people are so set in their ways. If you're a Christian, you're a Christian. If you're a Mormon, if you're a Scientologist, if you're this, and then they label it and it's so hard for people to come together because they have to put aside their beliefs and their upbringing and their influences and all of that. So how, how is it possible that somebody who is honestly seeking a connection with the creator and community and spirit to find, uh, truth and a higher understanding and peace at least in their own lives because me doing the best that i can i'm probably making a lot of mistakes it's been a very challenging road um how do i make a living doing this how do i travel and learn from the people i i see have value how do i figure out what's going on on the planet how you know how can i help what can i do to help these things and a lot of the time i feel just so helpless i'm like doing nothing i was like i wish i could do something useful i feel useless so you know, what do you say to the, those people looking for that? Because you could easily go to a church and find community and a lot of those things right there. But, but for me, it's not the full understanding all of the time. No offense if you're a part of one. Um, it's just my understanding of looking at a, a different picture. And I'll just end that with the going to the Parliament of World Religions with you and putting a child in there. And let's just say I don't influence my child and say, go pick a religion of these 212 to have a spiritual human experience. Now, how do I guide them in a way to have a, a, an honest experience with spirit and community and peace and all that? I, that's a ramble. You ramble too. So just, uh, just say whatever you wish to that. Well, there's a lot of questions there. <laughs> I, I, honestly, um, what I was told uh, from, I, I don't know um, what the criteria is as a teacher. Uh, some, uh, some people say, uh, you got to uh, know your prayers. You got to know the dance and ceremony and everything else. That's fine. Uh, that's really fine. Um, but to relate uh, to the people that's already in the forum, like preaching to the choir, um, that we do that quite a lot. Uh, and we, especially me, uh, I don't want to be wrong. Uh, I've been doing this for many of years. I've been. Um, um, not the most loyal person to do this. Um, when I first started, I, I, I blamed the creator that he chose the wrong person to do this because nobody was listening to me. <laughs> but like anything else, um, understanding who you are. Uh, I tell people, do a spiritual check, uh, like a tick check. Go in the woods. Um, find... Take nothing with you, um, maybe a blanket. Um, take your rings off, take your crystals off, your earrings, um, and um, come as you are to the Creator. Uh, find the darkest place in the forest, away from the lights, with no source of light, and watch and, and go at 12 o'clock um, uh, that, that day and experience the light and seeing the light leave you and go into the night, into the darkness. Then ask, who am I? Are you afraid? What do you say? Are you going to run? 
are you afraid of bears in the woods and Sasquatches and all the things that make the bump in the night? I tell people to do this a lot. And I don't think I've ever had one person ever do this. I used to bring people out and do this. And the biggest, strongest people, um, they're scared because when it leaves your eyes, believable, when darkness comes and you, and you feel nothing in front of you, you're, you feel like you're alone, but the creator never abandons you. Uh, it's, he's, the creator's always with you. But when that goes, then our belief goes a lot of the times. I'm not saying that that's for everybody, but then the realism comes in. It's like, oh, wow, I am actually afraid. I am actually afraid of what's in this darkness that can hurt, that can hurt me. But you remember, um, things hurt us when we see it. Uh, even in the light, in the brightest days, things will hurt us. Understanding that spiritual self that's inside of us. And um, there's a lot of you out there, I've met you, but you don't know. You don't have to smudge. You don't have to carry a feather. You don't have to carry a drum. <laughs> These are tools. But people tell me this is the way to do it. Uh, uh, and thank you. I, I thank everybody um, because I haven't really been feeling so good the last uh, month or so. Uh, thank you. But I know what's going on. Uh, I know what's happening to my body. Um, I appreciate that. Um, and people say that if you smudge, you cleanse yourself. Uh, that's, that's a belief. Uh, but that's not my belief. That no matter who you are and where you are in this world, you know, your, your, your spiritual self is always clean. You, you don't need anything to do that. But if you need to do that, that that's fine. And this is where I get, I get in trouble quite a lot. Is that our self, and we've talked about this quite a lot, Matthew. Um, our, ourselves, um, we, we try to make ourselves clairvoyant. Uh, we try to heal uh, other people with it. Uh, and again, that's fine. So that's as long as you're not hurting yourself. And do people do that a lot? They bring their hurt into these circles. They bring their hurt into the, is that you are the most powerful thing on this. You are the most uh, the healing uh, spiritual self you are. But sometimes we want to be heard when we're not uh, heard out there in, the, in the, this world. And we, we do all this stuff. I think, you know, the last, uh, this last summer has been really hard uh, because we've been uh, working extra hard uh, to you know, bring Star Teachers communities. But again, and that telling people that you are this light and you are, you are this uh, being uh, that's, uh, that is everything of, of light. And we are. And we don't realize that we are of that light. And uh, that's a visible thing, but if you, if you can see that light in darkness, it's up here. Because your eyes will deceive you. Uh, because that bump in the night will turn to a Sasquatch that's coming after you, or a boogeyman, or whatever else. But what you see can't hurt you. I think that's the hardest part of this whole thing. Everybody thinks there's a formula, there's, there's a, a, a chant or some sort of ceremony or some sort of um, crystal or something. 
How was you born into this world? What's your chosen name by your mother or father? Keep those names. We change our names. People want me to change my name to David Star Teacher or something like that. My, my grandfathers, my mom and dad gave me David Lone Bear Son of Bass. And that is my name. And I still go with that. That's what I identify with. But in speaking and being out there in the communities, um, it seems like every time I speak that most people have muffles on the ear because I'm not um, cool enough. Uh, I don't have the trickery. I don't have all the books and um, uh, gadgets to, uh, to bring spirit to, uh, to them. The creator is very specific when um, he asked me to go into the communities. He asked me to come as I am, come as you are to the people. In a few weeks, I'm, I'm heading to uh, Nova Scotia and I'm, I'm going there to uh, one of the uh, retreats that we are doing. And hopefully I'm gonna be uh, revealing the 13th teachings. This is the pivotal teachings in, in the star teachings. We have never got this far before. <coughs> I got that far before. And if you're in, in the range of my voice, um, wherever you are in this world, you should come. Um, because the reveal will answer a lot of your questions. Um, we might not have room for everybody because everybody's been um, um, wanting to come. The weather is not going to be so great. We don't have lodging, too much lodging there. You have to bring your own tent. But teachings are not being comfortable. Every time I ever went to the teachings, it was always thunder showers, raining. I've been in teachings at, at 10 below zero. And the, the, the spirits are asking to come as you are to this teaching. This may be my last teachings. And I'm kind of nervous about that too. Um, like I my, my couple of months is not so great. Um, I've been struggling with my health and um, I'm hoping that there'll be many more teachings. I can finish all the teachings. But this is always dependent on community. This is not dependent on me. Um, it's not a, a contest to see how many views I can get. Um, I don't even count. Uh, but the thing is, is to bring this message to who you are and where you are and to, to, uh, to make that change in part of your world. I'm not the most fanciest talker out there. Uh, I don't, uh, I, sometimes uh, the English language befuddles me. I'm not uh, really good at the explanations, but I have a lot of people around me um, that believe in this. Uh, I stopped believing uh, a lot of times of the last, uh, this summer I probably stopped believing about eight times because I get so worn down. And I go back to prayer and I ask the creator, why? Um, nobody's listening to this person. 
why did you choose me? But again, the creator chooses no one. I chose to do this. He asked me. Again, let me go back, rephrase that. It's not a he, not a she. That voice asked me. And I did it. And did I give up a lot of things? Of course I did. You have to give up something. Maybe it's given up drinking or drugs. Or give up um, um, something that, that you don't enjoy. I'm encouraging. Uh, if you hear this voice and if you're all around the world, book your plane tickets now. Because I might not have a chance after this uh, teachings. Um, I'm hoping, like I said, uh, the creek don't rise, uh, I'm hoping. Um, I'm going to be in a couple of weeks in, um, oh, no, no, a couple of days, I'm going to be in um, uh, California. I'm kind of looking for that because I carry a flash drive with me and um, people that's looking for information. I do have information on what they're looking for. Uh, but you have to ask. I'm not going to give it freely because then I'm just like everybody else. You have to ask. I'll, I'll give it freely uh, without any expectations. And if you're out in California, uh, come and hear me there because it's going to be kind of vital in, in the way that uh, that's going to match up with that. <laughs> <coughs> Thirteen teachings. So that is my words. Oh well, well, you said a lot, and I would love to ask you more questions. But I'm also aware of watching you speak before when your energy goes down and you're not feeling so well. So I'm not going to ask anything else. I'm just going to thank you for your time and sharing. And I hope that in Nova Scotia, it's not the last teaching. Um, I've been lucky and privileged enough to watch you speak many times and do my best to apply what I learn. And it's unlike anything that I've seen out there in the world. Uh, it's very grounded and unique and you come from a very uh, humble and interesting place. And I hope that uh, we are able to form enough community to take these teachings and bring them to our communities and our homes and, and everything like that. Um, is there anything else that you want to say before we close it up? Yeah, on, on this uh, retreat, um, that all the communities I ever visited in Canada, I walked through those communities uh, to bring the teachings. Um, and uh, this is the community that's, that I'm going to, um, uh, right where they are, probably about four to five miles down the road. That The, the people don't really know it because I, I kind of know that area. One of those is... Uh, that's very secretive that was uh, told to me many years ago that part of that was uh, a ceremonial ground for um, bringing people to the other world. Um, and that would be um, uh, a burial ground or the, where they had the ceremony. So uh, I'll be uh, on this um, the event, uh, this thing, I will be walking 13 miles to the event. So I will mark out 13 miles uh, before the event starts, and I will walk walk there. Um, and whoever wants to join me, uh, most most uh, you don't have to. This is not part of it, but I will walk to the event, thirteen miles away, to bring spirit and to bring uh, light into that area. Um, 
then I think it's important that we understand what we're doing. And, and I think that we, we look into this world and we see that we are of kindness. You can see that. But anything else that it has to be in, it has to be into this world. That uh, part of that is is, is the it's um, an actual energy that we can measure, actual light that we can see, and um, and to be understanding what that is to this world. And part of this, this world is that we have to have compassion for each other. You know, uh, if anybody knows me out there, um, I know people think. Uh, oh yeah, you're a guru or something like that. I'm, I'm not. Um, um, I'm I'm a servant of the community. Uh, that you know, if, if the lawn needs raking, I, I rake the lawn. If, uh, if they need to cook, I cook. If somebody needs to clean the porta potties, that's what I do. Uh, that's that's being in service. Um, there's a lot of people that try to put me on a pedestal of an elder. Um, thank you. I appreciate that. It's a very honorable thing to do, but. I was always taught to serve, and uh, I'm still trying to do that to this very day. Is that uh, that being compassionate and understand what compassion is, and being com compassionate over to that world is that it, um, it's there, it's already amongst us. But we have to turn that resonator on inside of us to do that, and and it's not a magic formula. Um, it is um, having the understanding that that you need help sometimes. I need help sometimes. And understanding what that help is, you know, and to look at each day. I'm just thinking about this, all the things that's been going on the last um, month or so. That, you know, some nights I don't sleep, uh, two or three nights uh, I don't sleep. And, and, and I worry that uh, the song that's been written has not been sung yet. And I'm running out of energy. Uh, that I, I knew that I had a very uh, finite time uh, mind to do this. And I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But uh, I just got married recently, and, uh, and, um, and, I'm, and I'm very happy. And when, when I'm happy, that things change in your life. Because when they change in your life, that you have to institute it in your own Spirituality, you have to make sure that energy that you feel resonates out uh, to your family, uh, to your wife, um, to your, your, your puppy. Uh, as, as you know, that some of the posts that my puppy was sick for a couple of days. And, and I think that, that, that that's part of my energy around me, that he was sick because he thought he should be sick too. I was sick. But he's feeling a lot better today. Um, to the people that make this possible, um, to the people that share the teachings out there that, uh, I, that I don't know. Uh, you know, we, we just had a circle uh, several days ago, and the people that participated in that, uh, I, um, I'm very honored uh, that you did the circles. Uh, I hope that, uh, that you received energy from that and to, to be able to do keep doing those circles and, and uh, maintaining that energy of the communities. It's not about me. Um, and, and to 
uh, to the people, like I said, around me that are making this possible to drive me and my wife, uh, the council, the board, all those people, all the, um, all those people. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I can't thank you. Enough, but I, I, I lose uh, hope, uh, faith. And, but uh, they, they back me up. Uh, they they uh, hold me up. They hold the light up so we can see. So thank you for sharing that pathway uh, on, on that direction. Remember, this is yours. Uh, it's not mine. Uh, so take it. I'm, I'm asking you to take this and bring it to the world. My apologies, Matthew. All right. And I've been speaking a lot lately. Yeah. But again, our world is itself. Um, it is a magnetic force. And that world that we see that's in light that we uh, don't see and try to understand what that light is, that light is always on that we see. But it fades really quickly. So remember who you are in this world. You are a star being in this world. And that star being that we have is always there. So thank you. Well, David, thank you for your time and for your words and sharing what you did this evening. Uh, I'll just ask one more time. Is there anything else that you want to share or that you want to leave the listeners with? I've asked this a lot. What is my spiritual philosophy? To me, it's private um, and how I pray and things like that because people want me to go online and pray. Um, any prayer out there is private. You shouldn't, you know that. And to me, that my, my prayers are very private uh, because uh, my, my, my privacy between me, me and the creators is a, is a spiritual bond. My philosophy is Humble is the dust. That's pretty humble. To spread kindness and offer kindness everywhere. To go out of your way to offer that kindness to somebody else. That's the hard part. I'm not telling anybody about it. And then to do that with no thought. Uh, and compassion. And everybody asks to forgive themselves. I don't believe that's a way to do that. But there is a way of acceptance of yourself. To accept the way that you are in this world. To accept people around you as they are. To accept spirit as what you see. To accept the understanding of the creator. Remember, I'm, I'm using two different parts here, spirit and creator. Is understanding that we are important beings on this earth. We may not know that path right off, but if you want to know that path, you have to seek it. You have to walk it. Sitting there, uh, you're only going to be dumbfounded by the light, but you need to walk into that light. To offer apologies when it's necessary. And I apologize for my words every day. Because these are not the right words to sometimes that I can't put your English language together. 
<coughs> I can't put these words together the right way to have you understand what spirit is. To accept your family, to accept your mother and father as your mother and father. To accept your brother and sisters and your cousins as family, as spiritual realm. To give something up every day, it might be material, it might be time, give something away. The secret of living is giving. To bring happiness to you, to make yourself happy today, something that makes you, even if you have to get on YouTube and go on a cat video playing the piano, that cheers me up, a cat video playing the piano. Um, if it's force, force it, it brings a different energy to you and different, it makes your eyes see different. And remember that we are of water, of the energy of water. We see, see, we see things through water. Our eyes are water, our, 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 our mouth is of water. The, uh, the vibration comes through the mouth. The ears are wet with the wax that we hear, we feel. So that's part of my philosophy, uh, is to um, be as kind as I can possibly be. And I think most of the time that's hard for us to do because we want to judge, uh, we want to look at this person and judge this person. Like I said, I don't, honestly, I don't know that much. And, uh, but what I do know, uh, I would like to share, and I've been trying to share that the last eight years with you. Um, to share my culture with you. My culture is very sacred to me. I'm not the best Mi'kmaq in the world, but I am Mi'kmaq. Um, and to offer you into my home, to share a meal, to have a cup of tea with me, to sit with me. I know that there's thousands of you who want to do that, and maybe you can do that somehow. Uh, I want to know you. I just don't want to see Facebook on the friends list. Oh, oh they're a friend, uh, but for, uh, friendship is earned. I can remember that. For all friendships are earned. Um, uh, by seeing it on Facebook, you know, people just call me brother and things like that. I'm honored, but I am not your brother. I am a spiritual being just like you are. Until you come into my house, until you share a cup of tea and I get to know you, I will not call you brother and I wish not to be called brother in that manner. And that's all, that's pretty simple. I think those are my words of this day. And thank you, Matthew, and your beautiful baby and Heidi for, for believing in this person and, and, and you bringing me on your podcast and risking your own spirituality for the, some of these beliefs. I can't ever thank you enough, my friend. Willis Cook, need up. You are my, always my friend. Um, it sounds like I'm going away. I'm not going too far. So, but uh, I just want just want you to know that how appreciative I am of your friendship and of your, of your uh, direction and leadership in, in this uh, realm, the science realm of podcasting. I, I honor you. Uh, I, I think you are 
a, 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 a being that you don't even know what you are yet. But we'll talk about that. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, well, thank you so much for the kind words. It is a privilege and an honor to be your friend and to learn from you and to learn about everything that you're trying to share. And I've, as I've said a lot of time in the podcast, you know, researching a lot on the planet, on um, what's going on on the planet, um, consciousness, spirituality, and all those realms. And in doing so for such a long time, I think that there's a big discrepancy in people writing books and speaking about spirituality and personal development and and what they do on a day-to-day basis and not to judge it's just that there are some people who are completely dedicated to doing their best to spread kindness and compassion and um, helpful things to other people in a genuine manner and you are the hardest working individual that I've seen who asks for nothing and takes leaps of faith all the time to share um, what you know and to share what you want to bring with others and and you never ask for anything Um, and I just see you do that constantly so I just want to acknowledge you for that and just appreciate everything that you are doing so if you guys are listening to this and you enjoy David's words please support him I have a link below Um, and there's a lot of projects that we could do there's a lot of communities that we want to uh, build and bring but we do require participation and that's something that's been unfortunately lacking and been very challenging to um, bring these teachings and with them also cool technology and stuff. But as your elder said, if there's no community, then there's no technology. Um, but people seem to just want the technology and nothing else. So um, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for everything that you're doing. We'll be in touch. Uh, check out California. And if you want more information on uh, Nova Scotia, check out Star Teachings and Ancient Echoes, and I will look at what I can do to be there as well. It sounds amazing, and I certainly hope it's not the last time you'll be speaking for some time. So uh, thanks for coming on the show, David. It's always good to talk to you. Thanks, guys, for watching. Peace. All right, guys, I hope that you enjoyed that amazing episode with Mi'kmaq elder David Lonebear Senapass. It's always a treat to have him on the show and learn more about his history, his point of view. I know that he's been traveling a lot. He just did a teaching in Nova Scotia that I intend, that I attended. It was very mind-blowing. Also at the Dimensions of Disclosure. So now we are looking at doing a documentary, releasing some footage from those high-altitude balloons. And as he has said from the beginning, it requires community. And there is a very small community forming now. He says that he needs to give it to a group of people he can't just give it to just one so uh, any support for david go to patreon.com forward slash david l senapass hopefully we'll be getting more of that information and more of some of the technology he speaks about out there but he has said unless i have community i cannot share this and the community is very very small at the moment but there are a few people dedicated and helping out so if you feel the call if you think he's legit if you're curious if you're a scientist an everyday human being anybody curious at all um reach out let us know if uh you know where you are and we're going to be going to london well david's going to be going to london was just in washington dc so it's some interesting and exciting times coming ahead and uh check out 
um, Society6 forward slash Distant Ancient Echoes and Distant Ancient Echoes on Facebook. Uh, he's releasing some of the information there, some of the schematics, some of the drawings, uh, some of the history that he has and and releasing that to the public. And he'll make you do your own research. I've had to do so much research on my own since knowing him, but it's been very fascinating continuing down the rabbit hole and learning about history from a completely unique point of view. So thanks so much for listening. For those of you guys who are interested in coaching, speaking, you want myself to come, David to come, just hit me up, matt at zenathlete.com, and we'll gladly figure it out. So I think that wraps it up. Let's come into a state of peace and coherence wherever you are in the world to stop what you're doing. Take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and just let it out slowly, filling every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being with joy, peace, energy, compassion, kindness, enthusiasm, inspiration, and ready to take on the rest of the day. So thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.